Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are the IFIOCMI guys coming at you here with the communication solution. And we will be providing, as we usually do, the communication solution to change your world through trying to help you with the individuals, communities, and organizations that you serve. And so to do that, we do that through communication and evidence-based practice with uh, a lens of motivational interviewing. So what we do is we tend to get questions uh, from you, and then we answer those questions around this lens and way of viewing it. So uh, for those of you that hasn't, haven't heard us before, welcome. And for those of you that have heard us, please submit questions. <laughs> Oh, welcome back. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had a different window up. <laughs> so for those of you listening to this, I was looking at something, so that threw me off. <laughs> Anyhow, that being said, please send in questions. What is the question we have today, Tammy? <laughs> so today... You could put a red laser pointer on the wall and that'll throw John <laughs> off. So he'll chase it around for a few minutes. So, <laughs> so today we have a question from Carolyn in Washington. Um, and she asks, where would I even start communication wise when working with someone who is very ego based and, ha and has uninformed resistance? It's a great question. It, um, I think from an MI perspective, it almost by just the way it's framed, it's, I won't say it's obvious, but it's clear when you're dealing with somebody that's more egocentric, uninformed. Or the one word that makes it easiest to assess is resistance, has uninformed resistance. By definition, you're thinking, okay, they're in pre-contemplation. The thing that we do need to think about, this this one thing that I will say, um, and this is my own issue around my own writing reflects like with politics, is that is it because they're in pre-contemplation because they don't think what I think? Um, so this is why it has to be based on what is the target behavior, what behavior change are we talking about? Because I may think that John has uninformed resistance because he doesn't agree with me um, or that he's being ego based because he doesn't agree with me. Well, and, and we're talking politics or some social issue that that it doesn't necessarily mean he's in pre-contemplation. It just means that he and I don't agree. And and that's we're not talking behavior change or target behavior or, you know, where his behavior is not aligning with his values and his goals. So I just want to distinguish that out of the gate is we need to be careful that we're not using terminology in a righteous way, um, that we're doing it from an assessment perspective about. And so if I take this at face value, where should I work? start work, when working with someone who is ego based and has uninformed resistance? What it means is the resistance or the tension is out there. A, we need to be really vigilant of our writing reflex. And B, the thing that makes this complicated is the way that we know we can reduce resistance or make is to make sure people feel heard and understood to go high empathy. And what's really complicated and why I lay the resistance out first is we tend to have a reaction to people we disagree with and think that they're uninformed um, and they're ego based. We have this writing reflex. We have this our own resistance to wanting to make sure that they feel genuinely and deeply heard, understood and validated for their reality and our tone of voice can indicate that we really don't agree with them. And so it's a great question because the level of complexity at which we need to enter that conversation if we're thinking about using MI just means we have to know it, have to have no attachment to their outcome in terms of being attached. I'm trying to get them to get to this outcome. We can be invested in it. 
we can we can hold some aspiration for that uh, as dr terry moyers talks about but i if i'm getting too attached to their outcome then it could generate a lot of uh things that i can justify within myself that actually are going to contribute to the resistance and if i'm trying to get them to see that they're uninformed if that's my what i'm trying to do which is my writing reflex that in and of itself can produce even more mm -hmm. resistance so that that's what that's why it's such a good question but it's so complicated because the most effective thing to do where should you start when working with this you should drop all of your agendas and the only thing that you need to be focused on is can i step inside the world of this person without mm -hmm. judgment can i inhabit their skin can i inhabit their perspective and leave my bias out of the conversation and out of my own reaction to be truly curious and fascinated with how they are looking at the situation or the scenario and not let any of my internal stuff get triggered. That's where I start when working with somebody, um, especially when it's the level that, that she's identifying as ego-based and unformed resistance is there could be personality disorder, is there narcissistic personality disorder, which tends mm -hmm. to trigger us. It tends to trigger people. And you have to be able to set that to the side and, and as authentically as you possibly can step inside their reality without judging their reality and get oriented to how they think and how they feel that that's where you start. From and I just want to jump in here in case someone is brand new listening to us for the first time. If, if some of these terminology and, and language um, you, you don't necessarily understand um, it's some of the basic concepts that we teach in our introduction to motivational interviewing course. So if you're intrigued, if this sounds interesting, we encourage you to check that out, but you'll learn more about like the writing reflex and resistance and stages of change and pre-contemplation and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very helpful for grounding with that, Tammy, as well as Casey, appreciate the, the tone in which you're laying the foundation here, because from a, I mean, Tammy, we were talking offline before this of uh, maybe having this person on to talk through this a little bit more, yeah. because the very way in which it's being talked about, I'm inferring how easy it could be to stigmatize the other person in this case, meaning <clears throat> looking at this, uh, the way it's worded, it's like, well, where do we start with ourselves? And that's what Casey was getting at with, with this, um, you know, and so to the person asking, where do you start? Start with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And start with ourselves in this, which comes down to by me diagnosing them as being ego-based, how much is that triggering me to have a self-fulfilling prophecy of treating them in a certain way that creates a certain behavior of them acting that way because I'm treating them that way? That's one angle of it. And how much can I stop trying to see them as the other and start trying to see what they're seeing at least? at least try and try to acknowledge. And that's the complexity that Casey, for me at least, that I'm interpreting from what you're talking about, Casey, of just the difficulty of emotion to do that because they're so, to us, clearly wrong and crazy yeah. and or whatever, yeah. uh, insert whatever, even if I can justify it with research or some historical events or, you know, and that's, Yes, easy for us 
in in the dynamics of our society being you know in a privileged position doing this right now um you know to to talk about i want to acknowledge that and it doesn't take away the physics of the situation that are likely to happen like casey was talking about that it is likely even if you're right about social justice issues or, or something that you are correct about with history, with all the outcomes, that someone is likely to respond to you with more resistance if you're ego-based, if you're coming at it from a righteous place. And the irony, in case you've taught me this on a deep level in life, is the more you operate righteousness to righteousness, you will likely get more righteousness. And it's a hypocritical place to come from to act righteous to righteousness. It does not mean it's not called for. There is a place for social unrest for making change at times. Advocacy. And, and advocacy. Yes. I'm saying from a physics-based and a motivational interviewing that we tend to talk about doesn't tend to come from that me stigmatizing you perspective. I come from a, huh, Bill Miller, Stephen Rolnick, huh, I wonder what that's about for them. Let me take a, a guess as what it must be like for you, which is what Casey was talking about with empathy, which is the hard part because that's all emotional. That gets into emotional intelligence. It gets into nonviolent communication. It gets into all these things. But if we keep it MI specific, it's as simple as let me manage my own stuff and try to speak what it must be like to be believing what they're believing and how unfair and how they they're thinking this and they're thinking that and not be so focused on is my tone right like Casey was talking about but what's my mindset and then my tone will follow my mindset to not be irritated because I'm trying to focus on their perspective rather than I don't want to sound irritated because I want to get them to see what I want them to see so I think all of that is a deep complex you know navigation of this but if you can just keep it simple start with yourself and then mi and our intro training as well as any other sorts of trainings or podcasts you want to listen to we can get into so many different angles with this that that's just a place to start is ourselves mm -hmm. it, it it's you know it's almost too simple but it is really truly seek yeah. first to understand you know when you're thinking about you know, good communication skills, it really is seek first to understand. And, and when you start from that perspective, if that is your intention is to be helpful, if your intention is to help someone move forward or advance where they want to go in their life, where they want to go in their life, if that's what your intention is, then you need to seek first to understand. And that's the nature of accurate empathy and motivational interviewing. So it's a great question. Where should I start? what John and I have been talking about is a great place to start. And then it's more of how are you assessing the ego-based and uninformed resistance? If that is even accurate, high empathy, the beauty in it is when people feel heard and understood, they will start to explain more of their dilemma. And that's when you can start to shift strategies. But the very first starting place is, is stepping inside their reality and leaving your bias. Which is so hard to do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Especially when you're getting triggered by things that you just yes, wildly disagree with. It is with. so hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, way easier to talk we, about than it is. Which is why we spend so much time, pretty much the whole time now, on this um, for the first place to start, because that's the question. 
it doesn't mean there's not a place to go with it. Like Casey was saying, especially where to go from here takes awareness. It takes your own ability to self-manage your emotion, as well as it takes a skill set to navigate in a way that navigates this while you're feeling those feelings that isn't about getting them to change. It's about being crystal clear in that process about why you're doing what you're doing. And we talk about that more as we get into advanced training and skill building. But I mention those because where to start is different than where to go. And so that's why I just wanted to, to bring that to is where to start is different than where to go. And both are difficult, but they can be simple, but then they get more complex as you get deeper and deeper. So for for anyone that is in a, in a difficult spot, we're not trying to speak it away. I want to acknowledge it. It's just there might be a lot more complexity of, of how to start with our own stuff and where to go and that there is a place for information maybe, but how you do that and how you start that conversation could have the same information, but it could also turn out way differently depending on how you go about the conversation. So hopefully this has served you. Uh, before we uh, wrap up for our time today, is there anything else uh, you would like to throw out there or wrap up with? Well, John, I was just going to add to that, like what you were just saying, you know, you can share information. I know we're wrapping up, but you can share information in a lot of different ways, you know, if you come at someone aggressively and say, don't you know this, this, and this, you're sharing information, but you're just creating more of that wall and resistance. Whereas what you're saying, again, once we get past the empathy, once we create a safe place for people to feel comfortable to even explore different ideas or different feelings, then you can share it in a way that allows them the autonomy to explore and be open to that without feeling like that's the only option or you have to think about this or um, this is the right way. So anyways, I just was going to say that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Safety, mm -hmm. right? Can I feel safe in this environment? So big psychological safety is a huge thing in organizational change and uh, organizational structures. I know right now that they're working on for different trainings. How do I create psychological uh, safety in talking with someone. And this is one way to start with that. Um, and then from there, you can build a conversation that could lead to change. So yep. that's all we're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's a higher likelihood, actually. So uh, with that in mind, we'll start wrapping up. Casey, do you have anything you wanted to add? Nope. Okay. Well, for those of you uh, out there that are familiar with us, welcome back. And we would love to hear from you with more complex questions. And even maybe if you're open, getting in conversation about specifics here. And uh, we would be more than happy to do something like that for you know some people to learn from this um, and how to navigate that. If you're interested in more different resources we have for free, you can go to ifioc.com or you're interested in any of the trainings or terminology we're talking about, you can find there. We have a membership where you get a free newsletter, and in that newsletter, you get some information uh, for free as well, and you get updated when we have podcasts like this, and we got a blog and all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to subscribe on Apple you know, Podcasts, you can do that, or see us on YouTube if you want to see our faces here, for whatever reason that, that might be. Um, and then uh, for joining on Facebook, uh, you can find us there as well for a, a like-minded community or learn from each other there and kind of riff, riff off of different examples. Um, and then other than that, just ultimately we're here to serve you and be the communication solution to change your world. So know that that's 
where we're trying to come from. The more we hear from you, the better we can do that. So we're wishing you well in that process. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Take care.